Good evening everyone, kia ora, namaskar and greetings. Thank you so much for joining me. So this is the second part of uh, my interview with Vera Baja and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this because his, his life experience, his journey um, is so unique. So kia ora, namaskar. namaskar Hi, kia ora, namaskar. So we, yeah, my, my story yeah, yeah. yeah is, is, is unique. I don't know. Everybody's life is unique, but yeah. uh, for me, <laughs> Uh, the, the connection to nature, my relationship with nature has always been paramount all, all through my life and in music as well. I remember as a four-year-old, three-year-old, four-year-old, I did not recall to have my parents around me a lot. I was always on the go, I was always outside. I was always going to the forest mm. and I remember the, even the police bringing me back home. And I also remember that I, I really liked plants. So I went to people's garden and I, I, I took out the plants and put them in our garden. So <laughs> another reason for the police to knock on my door again. And they, it was funny because they expected to see a 15 or 20 year old teenager, but it was me, you know, a three, four year old. So I always had that, um, uh, yeah, the reclusive, this reclusive nature, sensitive nature, very, mm. I think I'm very empathetic, very sensitive. And the forest always allowed me to be myself and yeah. be with my own thoughts, and I felt at peace there. Now, uh, then I got into uh, yoga and meditation because I had quite a lot of trauma in my teenage uh, life. A lot of uh, I was really into using uh, drugs, but innocent drugs like weeds, but really like uh, 24 hours a day. Um, so there was definitely something going on, and. I had, a, I had a hunger for spirituality, so I ended up being initiated and doing sadhana meditation. And I, and I started teaching yoga, and I was still looking for a, a job, you know, for a profession yeah. where I could express my nature, which is to be of service. I'm a Virgo, and uh, well, you're adding on the manga to that. It's all about social service. Yeah. And then I started doing homeopathy at the age of. 24, I found out about homeopathy and, and I took to as a duck to water. With, yeah. I really liked it because it's the study of psychology, it's the study of human personalities, but also a deep study of the different nature, the plants, the animal poisons, everything. So mm -hmm. I became feverishly, passionately studying and I did the whole course of five years in two years wow. and ended up teaching at the academy there in, in Holland. <clears throat> and then I met my uh, first partner, she is a Kiwi, visiting her grandparents in Holland. And I immediately, she didn't want to live in Holland, she was a nature person as well. And uh, I immediately felt this pull towards Aotearoa in New Zealand. And so I decided straight away, okay, I'll go to New Zealand. And, and when I arrived here, uh, after seeing Baba in, in India, um, I, 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 I immediately loved uh, New Zealand. I mean, I live in Rotterdam. She's not, a, you know, uh, an ideal city in, in, in a lot of ways, but I ended up in Devonport. You know, Devonport, New Zealand, it's yes. Auckland, yeah. but it's a little bit away from Auckland. I, I traveled on the ferry to work to do teaching and homeopathy. I had a really good uh, part-time job here, very well paid, and so it got me on my feet to set up my practice and... And I fell in love with the forest, with the bush. Yeah. I can't believe it when you go in the bush in New Zealand, you know that. Yeah. We don't have these old cathedrals, you know, like you have in Europe, but you have yeah. this ancient bush and you walk in there and it, it could be 40,000 years you travel back into time. Yeah. It's a timeless place. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, in, in Ireland, in, in Holland, you have forests, but it's usually oak, beech, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of beautiful. But you go into New Zealand and you've got a variety of hundreds of different trees and species. It's just this world of every different uh, flavor of green, every different shade of green yeah. is present in the forest. Uh, anyway, so I had all these medicines with me from, from Europe at being a homeopath, and I thought, why do I have all these medicines while well, we have all these medicines here in the bush? What is that about? And nobody has ever researched it no. homeopathically. Yeah. Maori, Maori, you know, the Maori people, the native people in New Zealand, Maori, they have developed an intimate relationship with nature in the aroma medicine. Yeah. But as a homeopath, I had a means of studying the plants in the trees because uh, in homeopathy, we take a little bit of that, we potentize and um, dilute it, yeah. we take it and then we start and we register the, the changes. So I could do that with the plants and I did initially, I made, a rem- made remedies out of a lot of the native plants and the animals. Yeah. The owl, the wood pigeon, um, and uh, so I started to explore uh, with my students because I was teaching. Um, I had my own college then, and I was teaching in different colleges, naturopathic colleges in New Zealand. So I had a lot of uh, students that I could uh, do this with. This yeah. journey of exploring, and they loved it. So yeah. they took the medicines of the little blue pigeon, and the korora, the kiruru, kukupai, the wood pigeon, the ruru, the owl. And without knowing what it was, and my, I went from this, like, wow, this is really amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I had an experience on Mare Island um, mm. that really set it off. Because I was doing, uh, I had so many years of sadhana, and then on Mare Island, um, I had this experience that were absolutely catapulted me into a new way of being, a new way of seeing things. Um, and the Maori and it was auspicious, was on 12 o'clock on Tuhua, which is the island of Obsidian, very powerful place, a uh, very shamanic place. And on 12 o'clock at night, around that time, this, this thing hit me in the chest, and I went like, like that for four hours, and all these souls came in and out of my, my heart center, and I felt their pride, I felt their loss, I felt their grief. It was almost like Every person that had been on that island, and I believe it was pre-Maori, and the keeper of the island, Rauri, who I had really good contact connection with, he also confirmed there were other people on the island before Maori. Anyway, so I felt I connected with all of that, and and the next day, I lasted for five hours, and then the next day, whenever I looked at a plant or a tree or a, or a person that came from their heart, this virus started to um, really... Uh, really powerful feeling of sacredness. <clears throat> I couldn't look at the tree and be overwhelmed with the beauty and sacredness of it. And I think what it did, it gave me the confidence and also the permission from the ancestors and connecting to all of that to explore. Because, um, you know, you have to be quite adventurous because Maori are very strong people, you know, and they're very protective of... Um, there's so much has been taken away. So yeah. their relationship is wrong with nature. I knew I could never touch it, and I didn't want to. I wanted to do this journey with my students, all anew. Take nothing from the Rongawa or Maori. I did it not because I didn't believe that it was valuable. I totally believe it's valuable. But I felt it belonged culturally, it was their right, yeah. and it was not my path to walk. So uh, I kept away from that and did all my research and exploring. 
and we had feeling of sacredness, it was almost like, um, you know, it's almost like we imagine you have a, a, a human being in front of you and you want to know their secrets. And what would be the best way in? Well, the best way into that person would for you to have this feeling of respect and love and sacredness for this being and really radiate it. When you have that, that being would tell you their secrets because they would feel this connection. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's the same with plants. When you have that deep, sacred respect, feeling of respect, it opens up a door uh, of your mind to receive in a different way. Um, mm. And that is what I was doing. I started to sit with trees. Uh, I started to make remedies of trees, but I started more and more not only to do the homeopathic scientific research, but just my own experience with plants. Yeah. And I spent years in Kirikiri, two or three years, where I would go every day, one or two hour walk in nature, and, and focus on one plant. And I did it every day. I asked for a plant to call my attention. Then I would spend time with that plant. I would take sometimes a leaf or a branch of that plant, and then I would walk and I would say through the universe, everything that I receive now and every thought that comes into my mind, every person that I see has to do with this plant. Wow. And I had a little journal. And I waited for while I was doing for a dialogue to start with the plant. Yeah. And some plants did and other plants don't because we are all different. Mm. And I resonate, I found out for me, I resonate with different trees and plants. And people of my students resonate with different plants and trees that I not so readily have access to because I don't really resonate with that plant or it is not anyway. And so I learned so much from connecting to plants, getting it directly from the plant. And then I asked for confirmation and I had beautiful stories of confirmation of what I received to be true. And then the plants that I did not connect with, later I found out it's students on my course which are actually no longer students because my whole diff I had developed a whole different way of teaching. Uh, I was not a homeopathic teacher anymore, shedding knowledge. Now I was just helping other people connect to nature, giving them some techniques and then leaving it all to them. This journey was their journey, it's their sacred journey. They choose the medicines, they choose, we go into nature and I ask them, you found a plant that you resonate with. And when you do that in a group, the intent and energy that you bring into the forest get multiplied. Wow. Um, like in this group, this, this cloud of energy, I, I can do, I feel even more intimate and close to nature than ever when I am on my own. Because yeah. when you get together, it's like kirtan, you do kirtan on your own, oh, it can be really nice. But you do kirtan in a big group, energy builds up. Yeah. And it's similarly when, you, uh, when you're going to uh, experience spirituality and nature, uh, I, I had the same. Yeah. And uh, I had magical experiences, um, you know, I had experiences with animals, like, well, for one, I had such trust after the Wairua experience, I found this hawk by the road, it's just mm -hmm. an instant, you know, and I had quite a few, and there was this hawk sitting by the road, he was sitting straight up, and I walked up to him, and he didn't walk away, he didn't fly off, so I thought, oh, he, this creature was injured, and I was in a car with a friend, she was driving, I got out of the car, I picked up this hawk. Right, because I had this feeling. I picked up the hawk, he was sitting on my hand, this huge hawk. Wow. And I thought, oh, maybe he's not well, I'm taking him home. So I took him in the car, right? So here she's driving home for 20 minutes, and I'm sitting here with this hawk standing on my hand. 
looking straight at me like that mm. and and i just thinking oh he might be injured i help him and we got where where she lived and we got out of the car i put him down and the whole flew off and i thought how did that happen you know like i wouldn't do that now i wouldn't do that now but, um i can really understand that you have these stories of people that have these experiences with animals and they have this kind of fitness awareness we hear it from native american people from indigenous people um it's something that is really special when you become almost yeah become quite part of nature through that that feeling and you yes. it allows you to communicate deeply yeah and it also um gives you some insights like i remember when i had so much respect but on the other hand death we didn't mean anything anymore um like you know we get all worried about dying or we see an animal is dying and we get all but it totally override even that death was so part of the natural cycle it was not nothing to even be concerned about with an animal or because uh, i remember animals being in pain by the road we hit and i would just end their life because they wouldn't recover they were and they were in pain yeah and um and now that would still take me then it was like really resolute it was easy and i knew it was all been taken care of um yeah so and so uh what else can i say well this connection with nature for me really unblocked my um creativity yeah, yes and uh, i i you know I, i became i played the guitar when i was 13 and with my mates but i had a block i may always have uh, created my own music but i had a block so i moved away from that and nature helped me solve this creative block that i can and i'm okay who i am and i have a source that can inspire me Yeah. like nature it inspires me it fire you know um i guess you might fall in love with somebody they might inspire you to write a song well i not this similar with nature yeah. um but even now i can i can write about and you hear it in the music i write music of different things because yeah. it unblocks me yeah. anything that that calls me now like even watching the viking series i make a song about viking and uh truly i could connect with it it's in our genes it's in our blood um yeah so there is a bit uh it i cultivated my 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 uh my uh, my uh cool gift with the guitar i did lots of work uh, i was in a group of friends and we used to perform at the market and they challenged me really to um to be out there in the public Yeah. Because playing guitar, I always did it composed but to actually be on the market and show your songs, you know, put your heart on the table, you know. Yeah. Show you are and that the music is different. It's not dunk 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 dunk. It's not what you hear on the radio. I've never listened to the radio for 20 years. So my music is is quite different. It's like time stood still. Some people thought I was still living in the this lovely 70s music. <laughs> but I was not trying to create 70s music but <clears throat> yeah so yeah so that that the bit it's a bit um am i art too am i art too uh, yeah, yeah, i try to um yeah connect to a plant and then photograph and with the photograph images so long that i feel i've catched the blueprint i've, I've got something on the image that represents the energetic blueprint of that plant so when people have that in their house it will bring that energy yeah. into the home. Absolutely. So the, the plants that are 
the plants that have a gift of restoring harmony. Yeah. You can bring it in out. The plant that can help little girls, children, preventing them having bad dreams and nightmares. Well, there is a plant here in New Zealand that helps with that. Wow. And when I, that's another, when I, when I found it out, the mini mini, I don't know if you know, it's a little star-like plant, really pretty. I connected with it and it said, uh, I'm, a, I'm a guardian of dreams, particularly of children. And, oh, and interestingly enough, years later, one of my course participants, Natasha, she's an artist now in Holland, um, she had a daughter that had nightmares. So she took her daughter into the bush here in New Zealand and said to her daughter, please ask for a plant to come to you for your nightmares. And it was mini mini. Wow plant that I had received. So these little things were important for me, you know, because sometimes I think I might just um, dreaming. I'm in la-la land, you know. That's um, amazing. But, yeah. um, but there's definitely uh, something, uh, there's so much out there that we are not yet perceiving that we, um, that um, is really magical. This oh, could is, have, this I could still have, do that, take people in the forest. This could have such an amazing effect on uh, people wanting to heal themselves on so many different levels. That knowledge, you know, of, of plants, New Zealand plants. No one yeah. needs to be unwell. No one really needs to be, you know, in pain. Um, sounds like there's plants for everything or most things. Yeah, there's a plant for everything. Yeah. But I guess, see, when I take people into the forest, I generally go, don't go like, oh, this plant is for this, no. this is for that. No. no. I take them in and, and, and ask them to connect with a plant that they feel attracted to. And then they have a simple technique of observing the plant. Mm. You know, what's mm. outside of the plant is also inside the plant. You know, you can learn a lot. You know, Kawa Kawa has heart-shaped leaves. Yeah. You know, Kawa Kawa is yeah. for the heart, the blood. Yes. Well, the shapes is of the heart. So you can see a lot on the outside, the signature sign. So, and then they sit with the plant. And, and they meditate with it, they go to a still place, and they connect themselves, and then I learn from them. So which plant you took, and what did you learn from the plant? And, I, and then another person later, of course, they chooses the same plant, and I think, I wonder what experience they will have, mm -hmm. because I remember the experience that other people. Yeah. So you collect all this data, yes. all this information. Um, yeah, and, and that is really lovely, because I think when I start talking about plants, what they are for with my course, they, they get a little bit bored because they have learned now that they can do it too yeah. and they really enjoy it. Yeah. They don't really want to some kind of a teacher telling them about what the plants are for. They want to have that experience yeah. and they're just as good as me, if not better. And um, everybody can do it. I haven't, of the hundreds of people because doing this for 20 years, 25 years, have taken into the forest from all over the world, from Hawaii, all different places. And the course, and particularly the people here from New Zealand that did the long-term course, has never been anybody that could not do this, wow. communicating with plants and get some clear messages. Um, yeah, so and also uh, animals. everybody can do it. Because it's us, you know, we, we are nature. And, um, yeah. yeah, That's really amazing. That so, um, gives so much hope to people, I believe. And do you feel it's true for animals? I think you mentioned animals as well. Can you get healing from different animals? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, in homeopathy, we use the poison and we use the apis, the, the poison mm -hmm. of the bee, to yeah. heal these things. We have spider poisons, we have snake poisons that we use in homeopathy very successfully in people that match the pattern of that, of that animal. Like, mm -hmm. um, 
For example, a snake poison is a homeopathic remedy, extremely diluted with none of the toxic present, is very helpful for people who are a bit like snake. Uh, they are very attached to things, they get very jealous, they are very jealous, uh, suspicious like a snake, you know. Yeah. And uh, maybe you can think there's somebody out there or um, and they talk a lot, you know, that's one thing snake people do, they talk a lot, it's like the tongue of the snake, they can't sit still, oh, it's always. Right, right. So you have these people that are quite, they're very passionate, they are very prone, they can be jealous, they could be very passionate, talk all the time. Uh, now this is a, a bit of a black <laughs> and white picture, I'm thinking, yeah, often it's not like that, it's simple. But yeah, in, um, in the animals I use in homeopathy, and I've used um, respectfully, for example, if I wanted to make a remedy and uh, I thought it would be nice to make a remedy of the owl, guru, I would find an owl. If I thought it was useful to make a remedy out of the little blue pigment, I found a blue pigment and I took a little bit of it respectfully and I, I used that to potentize, dilute. Yeah. And uh, I gave that to my students if, and asked them, do you want to participate and feel the energy of this remedy that I made from I won't tell them what it is. No. So, with the experience, they have free from being biased. Yes. And uh, so, for example, I, I made this this remedy of the blue penguin, little blue penguin, yeah. and I gave it to. I remember that in Hamilton Polytechnic, there were ten students. They were studying homeopathy during the last year, and they were all sitting there. And I gave them this remedy. I said, "Do you want to take this remedy?" I knew it was the little blue penguin. I'm telling you this story, this is quite powerful and illustrated. Yeah. And so, so they all took the remedy, I gave it to them, and I do it different than in, in homeopathy. It's quite scientific, it's quite clinical. I don't work like that. We sit in a circle, we say things, respect, we ask that we receive, um, we, we ask consciously connect to the medicines that we take in a kind of ritual, just preparing the mind and the place and the energy. Anyway, so they were all sitting there, they didn't know what they were taking, I gave them the remedy of and then the one in the middle, the student in the middle, his name is Neeraj, he is from India, he is a Kiwi now and he is a really good homeopath. And he, I think he was a devotee of Krishnamurti. But anyway, they all, and I said, okay, close your eyes and see if you can feel this energy. And remember, they didn't know what they were taking on. Neeraj took little blue England and here he was, he was sitting like that. And then he went like this. <laughs> he went like this. Side to side. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. <laughs> but usually there's one person that really gets it. They're like mm -hmm. an ambassador or a messenger. Anyway, I asked Niraj, I said, what do you what do you experience from the little blue penguin? And Niraj said, no, I said, what did you experience? Yeah. I didn't mention little blue penguin. He didn't know it. And so, and Niraj said, well, I was meditating and I ended up meditating on the planet Earth like a ball, and there was the universe was all around me. And I saw the stars and the planets, and he said, everything was moving, everything was moving. And he said, within that movement, I found total stillness. And I thought, and I had the chills going down my spine, because I know the penguin is like that on the waves of steam. Wow. You know, the penguin is a very special creature, when, it, when he is stable on land, he's very awkward. But as soon as he gets into the movement of the waves, he becomes one with it. Wow. So he described beautifully that everything was moving, but in that movement, he found total stillness. Wow. So that remedy was so useful for people that go to trauma. 
people that have the world stand upside down from lockdown through they get really like thrown about in life the whole life overwhelmed and this remedy just helps them back center into the stillness within the movement they are going through to keep their eyes on the horizon you know mm -hmm. um, so it's been a great remedy for animals for horses on horse floats that people mm -hmm. have used it for any upsets with children it works as good if not better than uh, rescue remedy wow and for motion sickness oh yeah for motion sickness no <laughs> people on boats on the cars. It's a great remedy. So uh, that's just an example. It's so brilliant. It's but so I think it's a good one, you know, yes. of, of, to experience the medicines. Um, yes. We, we used owl medicine, and people that took the remedy made from the owl without knowing what it was could see without glasses for a couple of days. Wow. But it didn't last. But you know, you yeah. think about the owl and the sight of the owl, and yeah. then taking the. So, yeah, there's a lot that we uh, can still explore in it's regards so to uh, medicine and healing available so to us awesome. in nature. Yeah. And and I think your work is very very unique, and that's why I'm really glad that we're having this podcast so people can hear about it. That's what I yeah, uh, it's a real privilege to do it. I'm mm -hmm. really glad I have that. And it sounds like you've been, in a way, chosen for it because, as you say, you know, since a very early age, a very young age, you've been really passionate about nature and going into the forest. You know, the Wairua experience, yeah. um, that gave me that confidence. Yeah. That really opened me to a total new way of being. That was New Zealand. Yeah. That's why I came to New Zealand. Yeah. And I really try, you know, not to get my ego involved. No. Um, even in researching the medicines, I always ensured that it was done by collectively, uh, that we all created medicines for, uh, for you know, yeah, for for people that came from people, you know, not just from one person or an ego. Or, um, so I always uh, try to keep that element out of it. Yeah, uh, but I guess we're all human, so yeah. you know, I, I yeah. I think that yeah. if the ideation is there to serve, to be a service to others, then it does yeah. seem to flow a lot. Yeah, it's it's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, in um, yes, I see this beautiful painting behind you, just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, not painting, photograph. Oh, that wasn't it wasn't planned. You know what's called Kaikuya. Was you it? know Kaikuya. Kaikui. It's the grass we have. It's that grass we have in Northland. That's right. It's terrible. It's great because nothing, true. no, no other grass grows in Northland. Kaikuya is great. Yeah. But it makes these long trails. Yeah, I know. And, it, and, and I made a photo of the flex. That's Harakiki. Yeah. But the Kaikuya grew in between it, so you see the bright green yeah. stripes in it. Yeah. It's from the Kaikuya. Yeah. It's amazing. Very psychedelic. I <laughs> sold one of these. Yeah. On the market. They really wanted it, and they came from Ireland. Oh, that's interesting. The yeah, so somewhere in Ireland, this is hanging. <laughs> the colours are really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, yeah. we've covered an amazing amount. I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you would like to talk about. You know, you when you go into nature and you go into ancient places, there's a lot of energy there, and some places you're recommended not to go and etc. I've always been totally safe, and I've always had um, Baba guiding me. Well, Baba was always there. Um, whenever I'm in trouble, you know, mm. 
you know that song, Times of Trouble? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Mary comes to me. <laughs> Baba comes to me, yeah. So I always felt that I was held in the safe space through my connection to Baba. I, um, so I just like to add it because without it, um, I, I remember when I met Baba in Fish, I was very confused because mm. I was going to even on the line. I, I felt I was so, I was after three months training. Mm. Um, there was in 1978 or 79. And I really felt that I can't, you know, this discipline, man. It's just, <laughs> I need to get out of this. But I have to see Baba. I have to see Baba. So I went to fish, lost my passport. And I, I went to oh, it's a whole trip. And in the end, I was, and, um, so it was very confusing because I felt really bad. I knew I was going to see Baba, but I wanted to. But I had a great um, time with Baba personally. And I'm pretty sure Baba said to me, I'm always with you. Oh, yeah. and, um, and, and so, yeah, I think he might have said, when you leave, you will cry. And I did that a lot too, but um, mm -hmm. oh. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he said it. But the thing that he said, I'm always with you. And he is, you know, and, and that is um, for me to have uh, spiritual master be at for you through doing your life um, that has been uh, the most valuable thing in my life and I always that's my my my, my thread you know yeah. uh, that's my my rope yeah. uh, if you like um, yeah so I, I add that to it for if my is listening it was a spiritual journey and yeah, yeah, yeah and I always do my guru mantra yeah when I go into nature always yeah. I always do the study from we do the study of each plant from the one source from Paramatma We don't get caught up too much in the imagery of the it all. It's all from the one source. And uh, very important when you study plants, study nature, to have at least a concept in your heart and from your soul about the one source that treats everything. That everything is connected. Everything, every human being, plant, animals. So you don't lose yourself in that. In, in your work and your imagery. Yeah, yeah. It it's really beautiful. Thank you so much. It's yeah. It's really awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It's really, I feel it's complete. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.